Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two at Drive Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Now joined by Neil Atkinson from Saracen's. Hey, birthday boy. How are you doing today? I'm doing much better than I did last week. I had Aunt COVID came into town last week, but I've knocked that down and back in the saddle and uh, getting ready for this hot July and then getting ready for football season on Bet Saracen. So super excited about that. Thank you, everybody, for the warm birthday wishes today. Um, I'm 18 and a half years old. Oh, I no, thought you I were 29. I there. thought you were 29. Yeah, tw- yeah 29 yeah. and counting. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, they say gray hair is wisdom, so I guess I'm a wise man, <laughs> when I'm, especially when I'm asleep. So uh, we're there. But anyway, uh, great to be back this week. Uh, uh, lots going on on Bet Saracen. Check out our specials. This is content that you really can't find anywhere else. We have everything from the WNBA to Wimbledon. The golf special, Major League Soccer, uh, soccer uh, UFC, and of course, boy, the NFL season specials and the NCAA season specials are getting a lot of action and a lot of uh, early betting. So uh, really, really looking forward to that. People are talking uh, football season in days uh, versus months now, so uh, we're right on the cusp. 59 days and counting down. Well, birthday boy, enjoy your evening. BetSaracen.com. Go into the App Store at BetSaracen and enjoy yourself. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Neil. Thank you, Randy. That is Neil Atkinson by way of Bet Saracen. And, uh, man, they have got another fantastic special that's coming up here for the month. A Mercedes convertible that they're giving away. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501 562 2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. No rest for the weary on the 4th of July, 4 o'clock. There was a major announcement, and it favored Arkansas. Yeah, Ashton Bethel Roman, son of an NFL player, Mark Roman, who played 10 years in the NFL, uh, number 92-ranked prospect in the entire country. I think he's number 16 overall prospect in the state of Texas, big-time recruit. Uh, Looked like Arkansas, Oregon, Texas Tech were the finalists for him. He was kind of a guy that at one point we thought might take his recruitment on into the season, but... Loved his visit to Arkansas and made the choice. And you know, if you go by the 24/7 Sports rankings, Arkansas is in really impressive shape at wide receiver. Ashton Bethel Roman is ranked number 92 nationally. Uh, Courtney Crutchfield, I believe, is sitting at 60th nationally, 60th or 62nd nationally. Wow. Yeah, he's he's way up there uh, out of Pine Bluff. And then C.J. Brown out of Bentonville is also he's a three-star, uh, pretty high-end three-star. Uh, so that's that's a nice-looking trio of wide receivers here. So I don't know what else more you can, you can do at that spot. They've got they're up to 14 in the class. They rank number 19 nationally, which I think is interesting about the class. 
everybody that is ranked higher than Arkansas currently has more commitments than Arkansas, except for South Carolina. South Carolina has 13. Arkansas has 14. Again, ranked number 19 nationally. Expecting somewhere around 20 total for the class. So it's filling up pretty quick, and there's more decision dates obviously coming this month. Trey, I guess the other disappointment came at 7 o'clock last night. Chris Johnson, a highly regarded defensive back, opted Arizona State. Yeah, you kind of get the feeling that maybe there just wasn't room at Arkansas, and that could be a, a good thing. Obviously, he's a really good player. and But uh, there's been a lot of talk about Selman Bridges in Arkansas, and you know, you talk about highly recruited. He's another guy. Uh, I believe he's like 50th nationally. Mm. So he's, he's really a big-time prospect, and at 6'3", 170-pound cornerback, and, I mean, Arkansas has gotten Oriel White on board, Jaden Allen, Tevis Metcalf, Hikari Johnson already uh, committed uh, in the secondary. And I would think all those guys are cornerbacks, although I think Tevis would be a uh, – I think he's planning on playing nickel at Arkansas. So, I mean, when you think about it that way, you know, the word on the street from Arkansas' side, you know, seems to be they, they feel pretty good. And then, you know, you talk to people who cover Texas, and they think it's Arkansas leading for him. It's obviously going to be a lot of work still remaining for a top 50 prospect like that. But Hogs seem like they're in pretty good shape. So it could have just come down to more of a, you know, we got four defensive backs already looking really good for Selman Bridges. And you know, maybe we just don't have a spot. Wow. Wasn't Johnson a four-star? Three-star. Three-star, okay. High three-star. High yeah, three-star. I think he's top He's top 500 nationally. So, really good recruit. Really, tough to turn down, really good recruits. Yeah, that's uh, unusual, <laughs> say the least, at Arkansas at least. Uh, this from the Buzz text line say, Hey, uh, please ask Trey, with this year's schedule, who does he see as three lock power five victories for the hogs lock power five victories huh. uh byu i guess counts i think they'll beat byu in fayetteville last game in a long stretch uh i would say them i think they take i'm gonna say they take missouri even though they never seem to <laughs> i mean that one i think i feel like every year we just chalk up missouri oh they'll beat missouri and usually they don't but i'm gonna it is I'm, a fayetteville it is at Fayetteville. Yeah, they never win at Columbia. They do win at Fayetteville sometimes. Yeah. So we'll go with them. Uh, I'll take them against Mississippi State, and I'll take them against Auburn. Fayetteville Ooh, that's games. four. All Fayetteville games. They only asked for three. You gave them four. Well, I just gave them all the Fayetteville games. <laughs> <laughs> is Arkansas incapable of winning one on the road? I think they have a shot against Florida on the road, uh, Ole Miss on the road. I mean, these are all obviously tough games. You know, LSU, they've played LSU tough in Baton Rouge. I think LSU's got a really good team, though. But, yeah, I think they can they can take a game on the road. Trey, is, is it simple to circle at this point? I'm, that's why I'm saying simple at this point. To circle September the 30th and say that may be, since we're using definitions here, terms, the possible turning point game in the season. I thought it was last year, and that's Arlington against Texas A&M. Is that the game, the turning point game for Arkansas? Very well could be. I I mean, you you look at it, and I just mentioned some of those schools, but, you know, you start out in Little Rock against Western Carolina, you get Kent State and Fayetteville, then BYU and Fayetteville, and then comes that stretch of games. You're at LSU. It's going to be very difficult to win in Death Valley. I have been there before when they have beaten them, though, uh, a couple times when they've beaten LSU in Death Valley. Once at night, uh, which is very hard to do. That Texas A&M game is the only one of those stretch where you're not a true road game. It's not ideal. It hasn't been for a long time, but it is going to be a split crowd. So, I would say, yeah, that, yeah. If I kind of felt like that was a turning point game for him last year, mm-hmm. the way the game turned out, and you know, Texas A&M obviously was nosediving and had a terrible season, uh, and so I think you're probably right, Randy, because after that, 
you, you've got to add Ole Miss, and that's going to be difficult. They can beat Ole Miss, but it's going to be difficult. It's on the road and then at Alabama. So you've got a stretch there, LSU, Texas A&M and Arlington, Ole Miss, Alabama, all the way from Fayetteville. So you need to win one at least one of those. If you win, if you go two and two, I think the season shapes up really nice for you. Mm-hmm. If you win one, you know you don't look at it and say, "Well, they just totally collapsed and let go of the rope." But it's it's tough. That's that's as tough a stretch as anybody has in the entire country. Those four games. Absolutely. And then you follow it up with a home game with Mississippi State. Then you go right back on the road down to Florida, which we know Arkansas has had a difficult time winning there. What's wild, Randy, is if you take – I mean, it's it's kind of disingenuous a little bit to say it like this, but the day immediately after the BYU game until the um, – until the Auburn game, the day before the Auburn game. That's like 55 days, and you only have one home game. That's crazy. Uh, that that schedule, we have already talked about it, but that is crazy, absolutely crazy, to ask any team. I'm not, I'm not yeah. crying on Arkansas's behalf. I'm saying on anybody's behalf. Yeah. Maybe Alabama or LSU could look at that and say, ah, no big deal. Alabama and LSU would never be could. handed that. They wouldn't be handed that. The SEC wouldn't do that to Alabama. They wouldn't do it to LSU. And they didn't have to do it to Arkansas. So why'd they do it to Arkansas then? I don't know. It, you know, they, they knew the Arlington game was a home game for Arkansas. All They could they could have spaced it where there was another Fayetteville game in that four-game stretch. They, they could have. The SEC sets the schedule. I agree. Brutal. They knew. Yeah. I mean, Arkansas and, and definitely... Say, and you can't say they've never done it before because it's the first time in school history this has happened. Four straight conference mm-hmm. games away from Arkansas. So in the S- even the SEC hasn't done this to Arkansas before. Nope, it's never happened. Never happened. And, again, Arkansas isn't totally blameless for setting this series up with Texas A&M on the road. Right. But the That's SEC, true. like you said, the SEC still knew that they were doing that. And right. That's right. I mean, but in 2024... It works tremendously to their advantage because mm-hmm. now it's four at home, four on the road. It's it's no Alabama, it's no it's no Georgia, and the A and M game yeah. is A and M's home game. So Arkansas still gets four Fayetteville games. So in twenty four works out great, but in twenty three it's brutal. Yeah, three true SEC road games. You also yeah. go to Oklahoma State that year. Yeah, that's right. All right, this also from our Buzz text line, uh, Trey. This from the 501 says, Trey, now that it seems like the wide receiver and possibly the defensive uh, backs are in good shape, where do you see the priority shifting now uh, for the class of 2024? Well, they need a, a, another running back in the class. They have Jaden Ball on board, obviously Braylon Russell. I believe he's the 14th. I don't have it right in front of me. I think he's deciding on the 14th. There's the guys deciding on the 10th or the 14th. I think he's 14th. So, obviously, you'd look at that spot, and they could wrap up running back with him. Uh, I don't – I think they'll probably try to get a tight end. I don't know if it's as big a need as maybe some other spots just because they are pretty young there. The two guys they brought in last year, obviously, with Shamar Easter and Luke Haz, bringing in Varquez Gums, who's just a redshirt sophomore. So maybe it's not as pressing a need, but I, I think you'd still like to see them go out and you know get a tight end. Also, Francis Sherman. I didn't mention he's older. He's senior. Uh, so that could be a spot. Again, pressing. I don't know if I would say it's pressing. Um, obviously, they have K.J. Jackson at quarterback already. Now, the offensive line, they have two on board. You want to see them get four pretty much every class. Pittman has said that. Uh, that's... And, and, you know, maybe his, his outlook on that has changed a little bit since the immediate eligibility um, deal has come in. But you, you'd like to see him bring in at least one offensive lineman, and I think two would be ideal. Fletcher Westfall is out there. I think he's deciding on the 10th, four-star offensive lineman out of Virginia. And then shifting over to defense, I mean, let me think. Defensive, they they got a couple of really good defensive ends. Could use defensive tackle, I guess. Um Let's see, linebacker, they could use 
a couple of linebackers probably. Um, and it's hard to say on defensive back because they're so interchangeable, but maybe a safety in addition to, to what they have. I don't. I mean, they've already got four on board. You'd be looking at five overall defensive backs. So they could move those guys around uh, all over the place. So, and and in this time, uh, this day and age, it's, it, you know, there's there's kind of just a sense that you just go out and you you get you get guys at each spot. You know, you just kind of fill up your class kind of evenly, spread throughout, and get guys at each spot because. You do have the ability to help yourself immediately in the transfer portal if, if something doesn't work out. So I would say a lot, I would say a safety. You have Juju Pope on board, four-star safety, uh, six foot one ninety-five. Uh, try to get another one. There's a few that are pretty warm on Arkansas. I think if you can get Selman Bridges at cornerback, that would be a, a huge addition. And then linebacker, you know, there's a couple of guys inside the state. So Brian Huff. Uh, Wyatt Simmons, you know, there's a couple other guys that Arkansas's, you know, in the mix with. But you'd love to get those two in-state guys, and then I think they're solid at defensive end with Kavion Henderson, Charleston Collins, who four-star defensive ends who are committed. Defensive tackle, I think you just get one more guy there. You know, you lost obviously Dion Stutz with his passing. We still list him as a commitment, obviously, but he's you know. You know the situation. It's it's a tough deal, uh, so probably go out and get a, a defensive tackle and then a tight end, a running back. I think that if they, if they get the guys I named off, I think that puts them at seven. So they have 14 commitments, so that put them at 20, and that's kind of what we mm-hmm. said might be the magic number for them: 20 high school recruits, 10 transfers in the future. Trey, does it does it appear to you? I mean, this is my observation. The holes that that Arkansas is plugging uh, out of the transfer portal seems to be on the defensive side, whether it's a defensive tackle, uh, linebacker like Antonio Greer. Um, we already know what's going on with McLaughlin at, at corner uh, transfer from Georgia. So it, it seems to me that that. Where they choose to use the portal effectively is on the defensive side of the football. I think they, what do they add, like 11 defensive players? I mean, they're not neglecting offense. No, 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 I don't mean that. I'm, I just feel yeah. like they, they fill the holes. Yeah. They feel I, I pressing think, on the defensive side. Right, so they got two defensive tackles, two defensive ends, two linebackers, and I, I guess five defensive backs. Is that what they ended up with, five defensive backs? So. Uh, definitely more of an emphasis this year on the defensive side of the ball. And then offensive, three wide receivers, a tight end, an offensive lineman, and that's pretty much it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's pretty close to it. I might be missing a guy here or there. So, uh, But, yeah, it, should, I mean, it might just be how it worked out this year. But, yeah, uh, there's no question that they looked to defense, and they really needed to shore the defense up more. I mean, the offense had issues – in short yardage, but aside from that, 471 yards per game, you know, fill some guys in here and there, and uh, you should be pretty solid on offense. Defensively, I mean, they were atrocious. They gave up 90 plays of 20 yards or more and led the country, 131. Uh, that's a bad way to lead the country. <laughs> they, were, they were they were last, so I guess they were last uh, in, in, um, in that category. But uh, 90 plays of 20 yards or more, that was a stat – Josh Pate brought up, and uh, 131 in pass defense. Just they were atrocious on defense last year, so I guess it's no big surprise they went out and looked for some immediate help, and they got it. I mean, you have nine nine senior defensive linemen and a real three deep on the defensive line. Nine seniors though, and some of them are redshirt seniors, some of them are true seniors, some of them are redshirt super seniors, some of them are true super seniors. There's like four categories of seniors now, and uh, but they're seniors, and so to me that's that's always a good sign when you you got some veteran guys up front. So I've got two different lists I hear I have uh, here in front of me. Both came from Hogsports.com. Uh, one of them is Arkansas's football projected 2023 depth chart that by Trey Biddy. And then the other is the final Arkansas football scholarship distribution for 2023, that by Trey Biddy. And um, 
just looking at both of them, of course, the the football scholarship distribution trade to me is the one that really is where the, uh, I guess you can say the rubber hits the road because, I mean, these are the ones that are your 85. Mm-hmm. And I know we've got projected depth chart. Uh, that one is basically you're building off of the scholarship distribution. But uh, as I start looking at, at both of them, I mean, you like you say, you start jumping over at the defensive side and you start seeing all these all these new names on there. And, uh, well, on the offensive side, Armstrong, uh, Tesla, Broden, and Crockett, even though he is a walk-on, uh, Marlon Crockett came from Memphis. So, in effect, he came out of the transfer portal. So yeah, he did. And, of course, you got Varkey's Gums and mm-hmm. Francis... Uh, Francis Sherman. I think I right. missed Francis. I think I missed him earlier when I was going through it. Uh, but Francis Sherman tied in, and then Joshua Braun. Those are your 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 additions on it from the transfer portal. And you also, you know, you got uh, you need, while you're mentioning Marlon Crockett, you also got Tommy Varhol, mm-hmm. six eight, three hundred and what is he, three thirty or so, maybe bigger than that, uh, who transferred out of Maryland. So, you know, they got some. Some walk-ons out of the portal as well, and Chris Rhodes is a is a really good you know potential prospect who is going to play wide receiver for him. Who comes out of Butler County Community College? He's a walk-on, uh, but a guy that they recruited, they brought in and on an official visit. You know, so uh, he's another guy. The other well, we're going to run out of time, so I'll, I'll save it for tomorrow. But uh, it is the breakdown by class that to me is is also. Very impressive, the balance they tried to create there yeah. among the class. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. Now, okay, Rick, bye, you, you got to get the most out of Trey between now and Friday because he's on vacation next week, so you better line Ooh. up your questions for him hey. right now. All right, we'll have to think about him. All right. Okay. Bye, guys. Take care, Trey. That's Trey Biddy being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company. Brought to you by A Caddy Touch Landscaping. Find out who made the best, average, and worst headlines in sports and entertainment each Monday as Justin Akery and Wes Moore give you their game balls and jock straps on the zone from 10 to 1. It's all brought to you by A Caddy Touch Landscaping. 501 794 2770. Call today to get your landscape updated to a whole new level and be listening for game balls and jock straps only on 1037 The Buzz. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership-level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest-rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2185. It's Justin Acre for Certa Pro Painters, and I get so excited when I get a chance to call my friends at Certa Pro and tell them I've got a new project for them. Certa Pro can help take your idea for a project and make it even better. The good thing is, you know you can get on the schedule and get that project started quickly. But it is starting to fill up fast, so you need to get on the schedule ASAP with my friends at Certa Pro. Each Certa Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. These folks live in your community and want to help you get the best paint job possible. Schedule your free estimate at CertaPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Do you need Rainwater Holton Sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 8-888-8888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help, it doesn't matter where in Arkansas you are. Just dial 8-888-8888. We'll come to you. I'm Mike Rainwater of Rainwater Holton Sexton. We have been thankfully serving Arkansans for years, and we appreciate the trust you've put in us. We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the blue star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Your home is the place where you know your loved ones are secure. But the things that keep your home protected can't keep pests at bay. 
That's where RAID comes in. For 60 years, RAID scientists have worked to protect people around the world with trusted research, ingredients, testing standards, and product efficacy. RAID seeks to create a better future for all, (laughs) especially the ones you love most. RAID, protection for all. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Wes Moore. Coming up Thursday in the Zone, we're talking Razorback recruiting with Richard Davenport. The football team got a commitment recently. Richard will have all the details. Plus, we're talking sports injuries with Dr. O'Malley, and the mayor of Little Rock will join us. And we got the Average Guy movie review. Chris Alley from Rock and Roll Sushi will be in the studio. Big day, Thursday in the Zone. It's where sports and entertainment come crashing together. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Drive Time Sports, tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports here the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Riverfront Steakhouse, Wyndham Hotel in North Little Rock, has two fantastic dinner for two specials. Now, this one special is good only tomorrow night. Only for tomorrow night. And that is the dinner for two, the Thursday night chef special for 30 Six dollars, thirty-six dollars. Now, when you think of that, you probably automatically think, "Okay, they can't be giving me much." Have you ever checked out the Riverfront Salad Bar? Oh, huh? Yeah, it is the entire salad bar, not just a portion of it. The entire salad bar with That famous baby shrimp. And, oh, by the way, I love potato salad. They have excellent potato salad. Then you get to pick from two entrees. I have been a strong advocate, strong advocate for the grilled chicken breast 10-ounce blackened. Folks, it's hard to beat it. But it is hard to beat the, the jumbo shrimp, the Gulf jumbo shrimp. Count them. Six, and they are, again, I always talk, wrist to the fingertips, fried or scampy. Or maybe you you love the panay pasta carbonara. Then you get to pick two side items. David calls it a canoe. I call it NFL football. It's a baked potato you can share. I can tell you that. Enough for both. Then you get ma- or the choice of mashed potatoes, onion rings, which, oh, by the way, had this past Friday night. They, they are outstanding. And the spinach supreme. So there you go. That's $36. Can't beat it. It's at the Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock. Check them out. As for William R. Shapur, you, I advise you to get a reservation, 371 and um, sometimes you got to get there early to get a seat. But uh, they were loaded up this past weekend at the Riverfront Steakhouse. So check it out for yourself, the dinner for two, the chef special for $36, Wyndham Hotel, Riverfront uh, Steakhouse in North Little Rock. And let's do this. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, Kev, you have been doing a yeoman's work keeping up with the now new NBA players from Arkansas. Uh, last week, in fact, I can't get it on my TV right now, or I'll be watching uh, in action, I believe. Is it not right now supposed to be uh, Nick Smith Jr. playing right now? Yeah, he's playing. Well, he's taking a break. He started the game uh, 
you know, it's the Hornets versus the Warriors. Game two for Nick and, and the Hornets in the California Classic. The big summer league event is Las Vegas. That starts on Friday. All 30 teams will be in that, but you have two smaller events, California Classic, Salt Lake City, Summer League, and you've got three pro hogs uh, between Smith, Jalen Williams, and Ricky Council IV that are playing these you know, these first few days of July. And then by Friday, all 30 teams will be in Las Vegas, and we'll see guys like Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh, uh, Stanley Amude, um, and Adise Tony, and of course Nick Smith, Jalen Williams, and and Ricky Council Fourth will also be in Vegas, so they'll continue to play. But uh, Smith started; he's got uh, a transition deep to. I thought it was a three. They first credited him with a three, then they changed it to a two. Made his first shot. He's got a nice pocket pass and pick and roll for a dunk for a teammate. Um, but we're almost midway second quarter. He has not checked back in the game after playing the first five minutes, and he's got two points and an assist. I thought I didn't see it. I just read the numbers that you posted. A strong game, I thought, game one for Ricky Council. Yeah, I mean, Ricky did some good things, you know. Uh, played, what, I think 28 minutes or so. Uh, had 11 points. Was four of eight from the field. He didn't shoot a great percentage at the line, sixty percent. Uh, but he got you know three trips to the line, and we got used to him in Arkansas getting to the free throw line. And so, uh, and then he had six rebounds, which I thought was encouraging as well because he was a very inconsistent rebounder at Arkansas. Um, and then so six six boards, five on the defensive glass. He had a steal uh, that led to a dunk. Um, and so you know he had a a game, and it was a game where the Sixers led most of the way. I mean, this is summer league. This is really more about evaluation for these organizations and getting guys opportunities that are young, trying to make make the roster. Uh, but his team led much of the way against the Grizzlies and ended up losing by two at the end. But, you know, Ricky, Ricky had a, a solid game for a first time out. What are you anticipate? What are you anticipating, I should say, uh, on the debut of Anthony Black. Well, we're going to find out. That's on Saturday, the 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I expect he's going to get a lot of a lot of minutes and the ball in his hand a lot here in Summer League. And, in fact, you could say that's probably going to be the case when the regular season rolls around uh, because he was taken sixth overall. And it's an organization that hasn't, you know, they're, they're not drafting. They don't have, it's not an organization built to win and get to the playoffs uh, as it stands. Uh, but it's a team that got better last year. Uh, Paulo Banchero from Duke was the NBA Rookie of the Year, the 6'10 combo forward. So they've got some really good young pieces. It's a team with a lot of size. Uh, but I think you, you bring in Anthony Black at point guard at 6'7", you're just adding more size and, and defensive versatility. They haven't been really good defensively in their backcourt. I think he'll help there. So now this is a guy that could be plug in as a starter from day one, but we're going to see how he does in Summer League. Summer League is so much different than the NBA game. Uh, you know, you've got young players, players who won't even play in the NBA. They'll be mostly in the G League. Might get a couple of 10-day contracts. Some of the guys on these rosters who are getting minutes uh, won't won't play in the NBA at all. So it's a different animal, but it's a good training ground and a good first start for a lot of the higher drafted players and guys that do project to not only be on rosters, but factory in their rotations possibly at a young age. And so it's a, a chance for them to get some experience early. Kevin, with the game with uh, the Hornets and the Warriors, does Moses Moody, does he play in these games? I know Jalen Williams no, he's, played for Oklahoma he's City. Been, uh-huh. Yeah, Jalen's in year two. Moses in year three. This is the first summer that Moses is not having to play. Uh, usually your veteran players, well, you'll see some third-year guys play that haven't played a lot. The Oklahoma City Thunder have a policy that their first- and second-year players play in the summer league. So the other Jalen Williams from Santa Clara, who was runner-up for Rookie of the Year last season in the NBA, who started most of the season for the Thunder, he's playing as well because he's in his second year. So it's just a policy they have. And so that's what we're seeing right now uh, with, with uh, both Jalen Williams is playing. Chet Holmgren, who missed his rookie season, injured mm-hmm. last year, the number two overall pick. Obviously, he's playing. 
Um, you know, but but you because because of the way Oklahoma City in the regular season plays, it's it's fifteen rotation. I mean, they play everybody just about every game, and so this is a very experienced summer league team, one that's kind of an anomaly when you compare it to other ones because you got guys with a lot of starting experience. Our Jalen Williams, our Jalen Williams had thirty six starts last year in his forty nine NBA games, so it's almost. You know, we're judging these guys based on a summer league level of competition who have gone up against the best in the NBA a lot already. And, you know, uh, Jay Will had three drawn charges in his first game. Now, look, the NBA made some rule changes on the charge, and it's tougher now for the defensive player to draw the charge because, you know, you have to be in position even sooner uh, in the in the move that the offensive player is making. And so... Uh, you can't just slide in front of guys at the last second like you could before. And uh, but Jay Will takes three charges, had 13 rebounds that leads summer league so far. Uh, had eight points, made all of his shots except one, three or four from the field, two or two at the line, um, and had three assists. And Oklahoma City won, you know, by 12 or by double digits, 10 points. Jalen Jay Will was bo- uh, plus 12 in the box score in their opener a couple of days ago. So. You know, all the Pro Hogs, uh, uh, two Pro Hogs, Nick Smith Jr. And, and Ricky Council scored in double figures in their debut. Nick Smith had 12 points. Ricky, we said that, uh, had 11. And uh, Jay Will with eight. So, you know, but with Jalen Williams, with the talent they have in, in, in their summer league at Oklahoma City, you're not looking at shot attempts and, and scoring with him. You're looking at all the other things he does that impacts winning. Good all-around game for Jay Will. Uh, definitely in the in the summer league. When do they shift, Kevin, entirely to Vegas? Friday. Friday. Okay. That's the those are the those are the openers. And that means all for Las Vegas. But the Las Vegas summer league, all the opening games are on. Well, not all the games will be played on Friday. You'll have some that are like Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh, the Celtics. Their first games will be on Saturday, but opening day for many teams, will be Friday. Anxious to see how he, uh, Jordan Walsh, plays with the uh, Celtics in their group. Um, okay, just ignore this one. i, I, I got to read it. Uh, from our Asher Record Service Company, Live In Feedback, Todd says, delete the scoop off of Hoop Scoop because Kevin never gives us tidbits anymore. Do it for the kids, Kevin. Sure, he does. He gives us. He he, he was a, a time or two ago. He gives us entire list of guys who are recruiting for next year, uh, whether they get them or not. I mean, well, what's he supposed to, Kevin? What tidbits could you even give us right now? There, there's not that much going on, is there? Well, everybody wants to know everything all at once. You know, I've been talking about <laughs> this unnamed. Com- Commitment. Yeah, that's true. That would be information you wouldn't even have right now if I just waited till till yeah. they were ready to announce it. Um, what are they waiting on? You know, I haven't seen it reported anywhere else. So, you know, that's all right. We everybody's gotta gotta have it right now. And you know, if I can't fulfill that or bring it, strip me of my title. That's fine. <laughs> we can, we can take it all away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Chris would appreciate that. I, I, I you know, it's funny because. It's just it's just the reality of it. Um, everybody wants to know right now what's you know everything, and you know, there's a reason why it hasn't been announced. Arkansas's got a couple other things that are working through the process with a couple other players, and they want optics to be right, scholarship numbers. Everybody's paying attention to that. So once you get information ahead of other information, everybody's going to be going wild about the numbers. Okay, I want to know now, but I'll wait. All right, hang on, Kevin. we got to take the break. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop. Back in a moment. With MSS Oil presents Countdown to Kickoff, Tuesday, August 2nd at the Hall. More details coming soon on 103.7 The Buzz. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. 
We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy, one of Arkansas's leaders in hay equipment. They handle a full line of Kubota tractors and hay tools, as well as Vermeer hay products. 501-268-1987. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy, your hometown dealer no matter where you live. Now is a great time to get on the water, kick back, and do some fishing. And the team at Max Perry Wings in Stuttgart is ready to help you out. Max Perry Wings in Stuttgart is your Tohatsu Outboard dealer. Tohatsu Outboards are affordably priced and backed by a five-year warranty. Max offers competitive prices and in-house financing, along with a service center with certified Tohatsu technicians. Fishing rods to guns, casual summer clothing to a new Tohatsu Outboard. Max has everything you need for summer fun. So stop by Max Perry Wings in Stuttgart today or do some browsing and shopping online at maxpw.com. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important. And they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. And it can all be found at your favorite Sister Arkansas Edwards Food Giant Deli. This week's special is Mexican chicken for only $7.49, paired with roasted corn and black beans for just $4.99. Saracen Summertime Sports Car Giveaways continue with a beautiful Mercedes-Benz Cabriolet in July. Play at the Saracen Casino this month to win a Mercedes convertible from Mercedes-Benz of Little Rock. Saracen Casino is the only place in Arkansas where you can qualify to win a Mercedes convertible just for playing your favorite games. Only 40 minutes from Little Rock. Saracen is Little Rock's closest place to play and win. Saracen Casino Resort. Vegas, Arkansas style. Family problem? Call 800-522-4700. Attention seafood lovers. Eat My Catfish is back open in Little Rock. The new Eat My Catfish in Riverdale is located in the Riverdale Shopping Center beside the movie theater and Ace Hardware. Eat local. Eat fresh. Eat My Catfish. Now back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. It's gut check time. Drive Time Sports is back on the Buzz Radio Network. Okay, if it's gut check time, then it's time to check your gut. Is it full? Is it happy? Is it jumping up and down over what you're going to have for dinner tonight? Well, your gut's going to be really happy if you go to Tacos for Life. Because Tacos for Life has an amazing, amazing menu to choose from. They have all these different tacos, including my favorite. I love the grilled chicken taco because I like the crispy um, shell that it's in. Or... I certainly love the Hawaiian shrimp taco. You can get it grilled or you can get it fried. But however you eat it, you're going to love it. You're going to like their quesadillas. Anything on the menu you're going to like. And you know what you're really going to like? When you buy a meal at Tacos for Life, you're furnishing a meal for someone who's food insufficient. They've been doing this for nearly 10 years now, and they have furnished nearly 31 million meals. Absolutely astonishing what they're doing at Tacos for Life. So you can enjoy a wonderful meal. You'll love what you eat and help someone else at Tacos for Life. And that's Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Joined again by... Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. And let's bring on Shane. Shane, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Kevin? Yes, I do. Uh, I've been hearing on on the message board and everything. There's rumors that uh, that the transfers we got coming in that Eric Muscles bringing in that some of them may be 
I have eligibility issues, and I was wanting to see if Kevin could get, shed any light on that. Thank you, Shane. Yeah, thanks, Shane. Um, well, I don't. I, I never speak directly about academic or medical issues with about student athletes unless the parents or the student athlete has granted permission to do so, or if they've granted it through the school and the school uh, announce uh, re- you know or releases it or allows media to release it. But I will tell you uh, that, and I just said it before we went to the break that they're sorting through a couple of things right now affecting players' availability next season. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to speak specifically, again, to academics, medical, eligibility. I'm not going to use those words, but availability, I'll use that one. So you can make it that way you will, but they are sorting through a couple of things. I think one of the results could be that a player could end up redshirting who's on campus right now. Uh, So that's one of the possible outcomes of a couple of things that are going on. Um, and so, you know, that's as far as I'll say on it. That's, you know, that's a little bit of information. It's, it's not specifics. I'm honoring uh, what the staff wants in terms of, you know, what's, what gets out and, and when. And I think once some of these things are resolved, uh, then, we'll be, then, then fans will know more because we'll be able to say more about it. Uh, but right now, that's the, the wishes of everybody on how to handle it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow the leader on that one. I think... Uh... There's kind of a, a, an interesting aspect of redshirting. Uh, you you wouldn't think that you'd see many basketball players redshirt, Mm-mm. but uh, Monday when um, we didn't have any guests and it's July 3rd, you're looking at, and Ray Tucker got Preston Laird on. He's an assistant coach at Little Rock, and he brought up the point that um, you know, you're talking about redshirting freshmen. Now perhaps you know a guy that's uh, a three star. Or three and a half. He's not a four or five star. You redshirt him. You play him some as a freshman, and then as a sophomore, if you've retained him, he becomes that twenty-year-old that you're looking in the transfer portal for. But instead, he's right there on campus. Could that eventually be a trend where you see redshirting a guy every now and then, which might lead to his development to keep him on your team? Yeah, you know, at Arkansas, I don't. I mean, for for the rate, for the basketball program at Arkansas, um, I, I don't know if that's going to be a, a a preferred option, simply because of the remake of the roster every year. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes circumstances might dictate where someone needs to redshirt, and so even if that may not be a preference, it may be what you're left with, and and then you've got a guy that's been in your program with a year of getting stronger, learning your system. Uh, get to practice with other against other players that are that are competing on the high major level that season, and so there could be some benefits there. But I don't know that that in the basketball program in Arkansas that that's going to actually be something that they use as a you know a way to develop players. And and uh, and I think one of the things when you look at what Arkansas does in the portal, the difference between a guy who redshirts is he still doesn't have any experience at the high major level against live bullets, uh, pardon the pun, and guys that are in the portal typically have one, two, maybe three or four years even of experience playing Division One basketball, so there's still a major difference there. I get that. Plus, I know at Arkansas, you're not going to recruit a player that's less than a four-star. I get that. But, but you're also seeing four-stars come for a year and leave, and uh, it doesn't seem to be problematic because they keep winning and they keep bringing more players in, but... I don't know if eventually that catches up to you or not if you keep recruiting four stars and after a year they leave. Yeah, I mean, you know, to me, you know, when you look at Arkansas's class this year, um, so far, you know, six six uh, players out of the transfer portal yeah. that have been announced. There's a seventh one, like I keep referring to, that's unnamed right now. And you had two out of the high school uh, signing class early on. The year before, Arkansas had six freshmen and brought in five transfers. But since Eric Melsman's been at Arkansas, he's always had a heavy class of transfers. But it's kind of been on and off, one year on, one year off, with large numbers out of the high school uh, recruiting. So I think, you know, the one consistent thing is he's going to hit that portal hard and heavy, but that doesn't mean each year you're going to see a lot of high school signees. And so, uh, again, the the value of those experienced Division One players is at a premium. It's not just going on at Arkansas. Iron Musman's one of the best at balancing that and figuring out when and how he needs to do it. 
Um, but but it's a you know it's something that's throughout college basketball now. More teams, more and more teams are catching up on how to do it and have success with it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, but uh, with basketball, there is no grace period as you have in football, where you can play in four games and still retain your red shirt. In basketball, if you play that, I mean, you've you've burned a season. Is that not correct? Not necessarily. Uh, if you play a, a limited amount of games and you become injured, well, yeah. you, then you can you can apply for and receive a medical hardship. Right. You're talking about a true red shirt, so you're right. Uh, it's not applicable. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So to me, the the perfect uh, player, if you will, I would think Kevin, if you were talking about a straight red shirt. Now I, I don't know how this would set with this young man. But when you look at the guard position, how heavy it is coming in from the transfer portal, uh, that is Layden Blocker. To me, Layden is going to have to fight to get some playing time. Would it not be better to redshirt him? But I'm not sure if that's what Layden Blocker would want. Yeah, most players want to play right. and opportunities to play. Uh, I just don't think at Arkansas you're going you're gonna to see an intentional redshirt for the purpose of, of – Developing guys that way, and maybe right. there may be circumstances that create a red shirt, but it won't be, in, you know, by design or intention. And so I, I, you know, we can debate the merits of red shirting. Players used to do it all the time, especially when there was veteran guys ahead of them, and they weren't going to play. And it's just a different era now. And I think Layden Blocker, I don't know what we're always going to have, and I don't, you know, I'm not going to count him out of a rotation. But I think he's a guy from everything I'm hearing. I think Arkansas staff is pleased with what they've seen. He's earned the respect of the veteran guys. I think he's a guy that might just play a little bit. I don't know what again. I'm not. I don't want to overstate what his role might be, uh, but I, I don't see a, a pathway for him to redshirt now. If, I, if 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 that happens, that means Mussman's changed his way of thinking and how he does things since he's been at Arkansas. Well, another example to me, I, I you know he's got to get all of his affairs in order. But Bay Fall, I think with Lawson. Uh, Chandler Lawson, who they added, Arkansas added the other day, or well, maybe it's been more of a week now, but that to me would would put Bay Fall in a situation where if you could redshirt him now, let him get everything in order, and then a year of development, because he needs to develop without any question. If Bay Fall redshirts, it'll be a, a circumstance of. Him not being able available to play this year. It won't be by intention gotcha. for development. Gotcha. Although that could be a result of something like that, right? Right. And just because that's not your intent, if they have to redshirt for any reason, you hope they develop. You hope they get stronger, learning from practice, get better. So, all right, Kevin. That's the sound of the 2023 Chevy Silverado and its Turbo Max engine. Delivering impressive power with no compromise durability. Whether you're helping friends move or just moving some friends, this is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to enjoy the ride. And this is the sound of you heading to your local Chevy.